Welcome to episode two of the Mogul Network. I'm Kwame. And I'm Jay Weary. And we have a special guest. It's James Sanders, man. He's doing brother man. Good, man. Thank you for having me. Doing brother man. What you been up to, man? Every time I see you on uh, social media, it uh, seems like you're just always doing something active in the community or just going on with your, your brand and your business. Uh, yeah, pretty much that, bro. Like, um, just opened up a studio called Simply Genius Studio. Awesome. Um, it's been a project that me and my partner Jennifer Ford have been trying to do for a good minute now. Okay. Um, in our area, we just really kind of want to just serve other artists because just kind of coming up in our craft, um, there weren't really too many places open for us. Right. So we just kind of wanted to make that available when we had the chance and give people what we can have. So, um, can you tell us about um, what exactly you do. Um, you know, I know you do other things, you know, besides going to the studio and like how long you've been doing it for. Uh, so, I like really do anything creative. Um, I started off shooting photography when I was 16, but that came as a result of making music because I started making music just because it was like really therapeutic for me. Right. And uh, I was like, dang, like, MySpace is popping off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black I remember MySpace popping days, off. Yeah. <laughs> people got to put a face to the music. So right. um, I was like really big on quality and I'm like, I didn't want my stuff to be whack. So uh, I got my first job and caught me a DSLR before they became really, really popular. And then just started shooting and just kind of been running with that ever since. Yo, just um, a little quick little backstory on how I met you, man. On, it, it happened by chance. I met you. At A3C, um, you had a Verity Culture hat, and I remember thinking like you were the owner. I came up to you, I'm like, yo, James, uh, I was like, do you own Verity Culture? He's like, no, it's my homegirl. Yeah. And your homegirl turned out to be your kid. Yeah. So it's just crazy how you know everything comes full circle. Yeah. Shout out to Just Blaze. Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason just why. Just Blaze. <laughs> so um, about the studio, uh, tell tell us some more about the studio and. Just the inspiration. I know you said that it was because when you were, you know, looking for places to do things in this area, it wasn't many places that you could do them. Like, what do you, what are you wanting to provide to the people in the area, particularly uh, this area, well, Lawrenceville? Uh, well, it's not even just like Lawrenceville, like Gwinnett County as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Gwinnett County gets kind of overlooked because it's on the north side of Atlanta. So like the south side, east side, and west side get a lot of love. And all the studios are kind of on those sides of the town. And there's a lot of creators that are super, super dope. But I feel like there's a lot of creators on this side of town. And I felt like, you know, if I can do anything, like just kind of be the solution to the issue instead of complaining about it all the time, which is kind of my my way of working mm-hmm. like if I see something and I need something like chances are there's somebody else out there that needs it so if I can not even necessarily like build a platform but if I can share some of the things that I've obtained like then so be it so um, I really just wanted to kind of give people an opportunity to highlight their craft and really just kind of make something for the north side so yeah <laughs> What's, uh, what's some advantages to, to owning your own studio? Because I know like there are a lot of, I mean, I know you use your studio for a lot of other things, but you know, primarily like take uh, photographers. Um, what's some advantages like for someone who's trying to be a photographer? Um, what's the importance of owning your own studio? Uh, air conditioning. Okay. 
definitely that's important, man. You want to be comfortable, especially like here in the south, man. Yeah, like, it's about to be summer. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, like, I'm, yeah. like for like so many years, like I would shoot outside, right. and then you run 15 minutes early or 15 minutes late, like you know your client may feel like ah this person's not really professional. Yeah. <laughs> like every minute they're just like I'm deducting fifty dollars, man. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it gets really really hot out here. But um, also just having a stationary space where you can kind of like test out gear um, and not have to worry about weather conditions is super dope. Um, having a staple where people can come and meet you so you don't have to waste gas trying to get to all these different locations. Um, also like being able to host events in that spot where you can shoot multiple people back to back to back to back. It's um, super good. And uh, really just having a place in the community for people to go to so that people can like local businesses can yeah. put a face to the name instead of you pop up when you, when you right. It's like something like freelance, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. people coming to you and saying you have a voice. It's pretty good. So yeah, and uh, our location actually is like really really dope because we purposefully got a space next to a high school that's a tech school called uh, Phoenix High, and uh, yeah yeah. So it's like two minutes from here, literally like walking distance. So like students that like just do really, really well in their grades can come here and rent the studio out for like a fraction of the price as long as they keep their grades up. And um, there's a college less than maybe like 10 minutes from here called Gwinnett Tech. Okay. Um, I went there for school and learned photography. And uh, one of our main issues there was they didn't have enough funding to continue uh, building onto like different studios and everything. So I was like, well, dang, like, what do you do when you have a project due but the studio's all booked up? Right. So, like, do you go all the way to the south side? Do you go to the east side? Like, you know, putting it smack dab between the two is just helping everybody. So, and it's definitely a good location, man. I know, like, all the studios are, like, mainly in Atlanta and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, they have something very local. I live, like, a few minutes away from there. So, uh, it's definitely a good area. So, uh, so, I know we're talking about the studio, but I want to know about where are you originally from? Originally, I'm from Madison, New Jersey, mm -hmm. and uh, just born and raised. Um, I've bounced around a lot, just moving up and down the East Coast, so I have a bunch of different experiences. I lived in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I've lived in Virginia Beach, uh, Norfolk, Virginia. I've lived in up and down in New Jersey. Um, just kind of bounced around a lot. So I came out here in 05. What brought you? Uh, what brought you to Atlanta? Pretty much, uh, how did you get down here? Cause I know everybody has a story how they arrived in. Atlanta. Yeah, um, mine's called Mom. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, a three-letter word. But um, actually, uh, my mom had been wanting to move out here because she just really liked the Duluth, the Duluth area, yeah. and um. She just wanted to move out here for some years, but we just kind of got sidetracked along the way. So uh, at the time, I was getting into a lot of different trouble in like my teenage years, my early teens. And she was just like, I don't want to raise you out here in this area because it's like getting worse. Right. And she just wanted to give me a better chance at life, me and my brother. So she just moved us out here. And uh, when you got to Atlanta, did you pick up a camera um, when you got down here? Or was it something that you brought from um, up north and then kind of just got into it more? Um, Actually, when I came out here, uh, I didn't get a camera until maybe like two years after being out here. Okay. Um, I got inspired by the movie City of God. It's a great movie. Like, one of my favorite movies. Uh, I just really identify with the character Rocket. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was almost like 
good kid, mad city almost. Like he's this kid in this, you know, slum neighborhood and he's trying to make a way out of his neighborhood but without having a gangbang or just commit crime and everything. So he gets a camera and he's taking photos of like local street gangs because his advantage is he's grown up in the area and he can give stories that the newspaper newspaper people can't really get into because they don't look or speak the language or the culture or any of that. And that just kind of resonated with me because I was like, dang, like I always feel like I live between two worlds, being being from the hood, but not necessarily want wanting more than just what I see around me all the time. You know? So I really identify with that. Um, my girlfriend at the time, she was a photographer, and she was the one that put me on both the movie and uh, the photography. So she would send me photos back and forth when I moved out here. She was up in DC. Okay. So um, I was like, dang, like this is like really, really fire. Like just how you're able to tell stories and. Um, I actually got my first camera from Jennifer, my partner. Okay. And, um, she bought my first camera. Shout out to Jennifer. Yeah. Shout out to Jennifer. It was like a 1.3 megapixel Kodak joint. And, uh, <laughs> I worked the crap out of it. Yeah, so, uh, yeah I remember um, you had discussed something um, publicly about like when you thought about giving up. Um, can you talk a little bit about like what made you not give up and made you persevere, continue on, and pursuing your passion and dreams and stuff? I just kind of feel like I've been through too much to kind of give up. Yeah. Like, what would kind of be the point of going through all that just to not see it through? True. Um, I would say I've always had aspirations of just kind of going back to Jersey and fixing up my city and that kind of keeps me going at times because I'm just like dang like yeah I've kind of made it out of my situation but there's a lot of people back home that are still just kind of going through and it's like bruh like I just want my friends my peers or even people that aren't my friends and my peers to just experience a little bit more and if whether it be through photography or writing music or whatever whatever gift that they may have like I want them to be able to explore the world using their yeah, gift so absolutely. like I know uh, I remember in my middle school years they had this poet from my city um, kind of come and speak to the kids and everything he was like yeah I made it out through writing poetry and so on mm-hmm. and so forth and that really really spoke to me because it was like dang man like if you really just put your mind to whatever it is you care about, you can accomplish it. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think sometimes it takes um, it takes like say if you have a bunch of friends who are not really trying to elevate their lives, sometimes it takes seeing that one person make it out of that situation yeah, for sure, put them to inspire. I mean, I know I've dealt with that personally. Some of my friends back home, like, oh, okay, you turned your life around. I want to do the same. So yeah. it definitely takes that step. Yeah, yeah. yeah and um. I commend you on that. Uh, it's very <laughs> inspiring just how active you are as are wanting to be active as active as you can be within the community and as far as helping other people along the way, like just dropping knowledge because I have learned a lot. Yeah, <laughs> man. You dropped drop some gems and like, stuff like that, man. I believe you some gems. Yeah, I've learned a lot just as far as like uh, business-wise, just community-wise and everything. So, yeah, it's very inspiring. Um, so... As far as you being active in the community and you you opening this studio, you know, for your community, what are, I know you said you want to go back to Jersey, what are also some other things that 
you inspired to do within the community for like kids and inner city? Um, big picture for me. Um, so like, there's like the artistic side of me, but there's also the side that's like business. Cause I'm like, I definitely believe that in this country, it ain't, it is by no means perfect. Yeah. But you know, it does reward the diligent. And I think, how can I say? Like, so like, I really love hip hop, right? And hip hop was people taking very little and almost nothing and then making something out of it. And it's like, whether it's rhyming or whatever it is you have, like, just take what you got and make Make your situation better. So it's like, you know, it started off just the arts, but then once business came into it, it was like, dang, man, like, you mean I don't gotta just be this? Like, I can really do whatever I want? Like, like, just just freedom, you know what I mean? Like, I know Jay said on 444, like, financial freedom, my only hope. Like, I don't think that's the only hope, but that is a big deal to like, just because we live in a society where money's dumb important to do anything you want. So like, when people, I used to have the idea that like money, not necessarily was bad, but like life's not all about money. Yeah. So, but now that I'm older, I'm like, it's not that I love money, but I like yeah. not having to worry about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like having options. Right. And that's what I want to see more in the community is, yeah, art is cool, but the ability to be able to change a community, like whether it's through commerce or through business or whatever, like super, super important. Yeah. My, my question is, you know, how do we educate, um, you know, other upcoming entrepreneurs how to be self-sufficient and go pursue their dreams and do maybe like, you know, reading more or watching videos and stuff like that, anything to kind of be your own boss. Because I feel like the way society is kind of going, um, you kind of are forced to now be creative um, with whatever passion you have to be because the job market is not would yeah. work, right? You know, so how do we, how do we accomplish those goals so we can you know, get to where we need to get to in our lives and stuff? Discipline, discipline, definitely. Discipline, man. Like discipline, like anything plus discipline, like, yeah. um, and even like creativity. Like I used to think of creativity as, oh man, it means solely the arts, and right. it's like not necessarily like, uh. Creativity is just really just thinking out the box. So, um, like, Facebook fascinates me. It's like, okay, like, how do you have this huge corporation that, but you don't sell nothing? And it's like, we live in an era right now where most sites that make the most money are user generated. So it's really about creating experience that's tailored to this person. So, um, I think for us as a community, uh, really stepping outside of the box of kind of being like, well, what do I want to do? And thinking, what's needed in my community? That way, when you feel that issue, you're kind of the go-to person. Right. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes in our community, we think of, well, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I want. But it's like, yeah, boy, you want other people to want it as well. And that's not so easy. It's easier to ask, hey, man, what's missing from here? And then... You feel that need, and then all of a sudden, right. we have people coming to you. Right. I read, I read somewhere. Um, this is pastor on uh, Instagram. Uh, I think his name's Chris Troy. 
Yeah, I think he said something about, um, you know, entrepreneurship is more about giving, um, you know, more so than focusing on the money aspect. Because if you give, you'll you'll get whatever you give back. Right, it's literally about serving. Yeah, for real, for real. Like, most people think, like, leadership is like, I can tell you what to do. It's like, no, you tell me what you do, (laughs) and I'll go do that, you know? I've definitely learned that a lot. But yeah, like, being, like, servants of one another will will take us a long way. Like, I know, like, in our community in particular, we're like, oh, man, we just need to band together. And it's right. like... It's not that easy. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, even if it was, like, yeah. band together and do what? True. You know, exactly. like, if everybody... Like, for instance, like, one thing that's, like, I see out here is I want to rap. And you got mad people that rap, but you don't got no managers. Or you got mad people that manage, but you don't got venue owners. Or you got mad people with venues, but no one to do promotions. So it's like, there's all these different pockets that people can exist in, mm-hmm. but we choose this, and then this is oversaturated. So oftentimes we're like, oh man, the system is jacked up. And it's like, is it jacked up, or are we only occupying this space when it, we can really kind of send people over here when we need Yeah, that's. See, yeah, I didn't think about it like that. Like, how you put it just now? I'm like, wait, you know what? I'm just blown away. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm over here thinking. So, like, who inspires you? Like, yeah, like, man, like, like, like from hip hop to business to just everything. Like, because honestly, to find somebody like you to just drop knowledge on people just because is very very rare because a lot of people want to say well what can i get if i tell you this what i'm gonna get out of it like how is it gonna benefit me when like you said also jay was like knowledge you know you're supposed to share knowledge so the generation behind you can come and do it better but it's it's like kind of like in the community we don't want to see each other we want to see each other do better but not better than the people that's currently doing it like it can't we can't coexist in the same place it's, yeah. it's not like it's always a competition like we even see that with music artists yeah. so like who inspires you just to be you know just to be like this uh i honestly can't pinpoint one person but if i can name a couple people mm-hmm. and just kind of what about them like really for real for real like without being cliche but i'm really inspired by everything and um I think a lot. Like, I spend a lot of time up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say, first and foremost, uh, my pops. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he passed when I was eight. But, first and foremost, I was born to, like, really, really young parents. Mm-hmm. And the older I got, the more I was like, yo, like, you had me dumb, young fan. How were your parents? My dad was 19 and my mom was 16. She had me. So, it was, like, dumb, young. And this is like, I was born in 90, so it's like crack era, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Know. So it's like, there was a lot of things that they could have chosen other than to just kind of leave Jersey and go to North Carolina. My dad went to the military, um, my mom was a stay-at-home mom, and my dad was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do this, you know what I mean? So that was kind of the break in kind of like the family tradition of this is what we do, this is who we are, to I don't have to be this if I don't want to, and I want better for my kids. 
So that example was kind of like putting me like, yo, like, never mind what you're spoon fed about what you should be, even if it comes from your family. Like, don't even let your family put holes on you. It's like, you really can't be whatever you want to be, fam. And um, be responsible for yourself and your own decisions. Um, I would say, this is also probably be super cliche, but like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, Jesus' example, um, not even just as far as like a religious leader, right. but just a human. Like, there's many things that I would have chosen to do other than die on a cross for people, you know? Yeah. And uh, just a lot of the things that he taught, like, really, really resonate with me from treating everyone equal, like, no matter whether they're a uh, a lawyer or a judge or whatever or your homeless man that hasn't walked in your whole life like you have innate human dignity and seeing that god-given dignity in you and helping you you know what i mean um a lot of the things that uh, really inspire me as well is america as a concept like i, f I feel like all of us as Americans kind of live in contradiction because we're like, oh man, we're Americans and, you know, we love God and we love Jesus. We're founded on Christian principles. I'm just kind of like, ah, a lot of the things we do is not Christ-like, man. Like, not at all. And just kind of living in that contradiction helps me to be like, oh dang, like, so when we say love God as, or love your neighbor as you love yourself, how well do we really know our neighbors? And I think about it, I'm like, dang, do I know my neighbor? <laughs> like, I don't know none of these folks, man. <laughs> and then stuff like that just really kind of sits to me like, dang, like, why don't I know my neighbors? Right. It's like, because we don't got time. I'm like, why don't we got time? Because I'm always at work thinking about what I want. It's like, well, then I really shouldn't be upset that things are the way they are. And then I... When that sits in me, and I'm just kind of like, I'm not comfortable with that. I realize I gotta have to reorient my values mm -hmm. as to what's important to me. So I was like, okay, what's more important to me, money or my community? Mm -hmm. What's more important, uh, these J's or sharing a meal with this person that I've seen for 15 years because we live in the same cul-de-sac. Right. And me eventually having kids that grow up with their kids. Right. You know, like what matters in the long run? So, so uh, I would say that uh, I would say my friends. Uh, my friends really motivate me a lot. Um, I would say hmm. that was a quite good question. Who inspires me? Okay, there's this book called The Outsiders, and it's about these, uh, oh, is that like a game or something? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, Pony Boy, and yeah, I uh, read that book in like yeah, yeah. a long, long time ago. Yeah, one of my favorite books growing up. Um, I was really inspired by Pony Boy, mm -hmm. because I kind of felt like he wasn't, he was accepted by the gang, yeah. but he was still kind of his own dude. Right. And just kind of by guilty by association, like I guess whatever y'all get into, I get into too. But I'm also inspired by his older brother, uh, I think it was Derry. 
What's his older brother? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So I'm really inspired by his character because I'm the oldest brother of two. Like, I have two younger brothers. So it was like he was just this guy where his parents died and he just kind of had to work. He just kind of had to get it in because he had responsibilities. Right. And I just kind of always felt like that when my pops died. Like, dang, like there's just kind of waiting on my world to be the uh, the man of the house and. I just always felt like big brother wherever I went. But I respect people like that that just take responsibility for things outside of themselves. And I just I just respect that. I mean, yeah. Um one thing I wanted to know about um as a fellow like entrepreneur, uh you, you told me to take marketing, mm -hmm. right? In, um in school. What school is that? Um uh, that's it. That's it. Um, can you talk about the importance of marketing, like in business and stuff like that? How it's had like an effect on you, and how do you navigate, move around? What do you do? Uh, I would say marketing is really like in everything. Right. Um, everything down to this microphone, mm -hmm. the stand, that shirt, that sweater you got on, us yeah. knowing each other. Like marketing has everything to do with, you know, just getting what this person needs to the right person. Right. Um, I think a lot of people neglect that in this day and age because they think, okay, if I just put this online, then this is gonna happen. It's like, no, levels to it. Yeah, it really is levels. And um, I, when I turned 19, like I worked a bunch of different jobs. I was just like, dang, like I'm interested in a lot of different things, but I don't want to spend like my whole life in college. Right. So instead of spending hella time in college, I just got different jobs and try to learn as much as I could at those jobs. Yeah. So I worked at a UPS for like two or three months to, to try to like learn a, was like supply chain and management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was just like, pick my coworkers' brains, pick my manager's brains, and they were like, yo, Sam's like, why are you here early? And I'm like, because I don't have any other time <laughs> to ask you questions, bro. <laughs> so, like stuff like that. Um, I worked at a coffee shop for like a year and a half, and I went from being like super shy and introverted to having to say hi, how's you, how are you doing? Yeah. For one time of the day. And uh, working at the coffee shop like changed my life, man. Um, it taught me a lot about fast money and uh, slow money. So like my slow money would be like every two weeks I get my check. Right. But every day I walk home with tips. So that's a direct influence as to money Right, so like how I treat my customer directly affects my right. my bank account. That's my, interesting you say that because I work in sales for, um, for Comcast mm -hmm. and I've learned a lot about that as well. Like how you interact with the customer affects mm -hmm. your commission check. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it taught me a lot. Um, and a little bit of history on the coffee shop is uh, I think they used to call them like penny universities when they first opened. So it was like, the idea was for a penny, mm. you can walk in and have a conversation with somebody that you never otherwise see outside of the world and then walk away and change your situation. So like, if I'm homeless, but I got a penny, I can sit across from the mayor or the governor and have a conversation over coffee and then walk around and then know that guy outside of the coffee shop. So I can change my situation. So I would see that every time I would get on my shift, like, dang, like, they go to mayor, there's, the head of police there's you know the school teacher so so over here it's like i knew all these people i'm like what do i do with this yeah. but to most people it's like oh you just you just the barista and it's like nah really, i'm connected fam <laughs> 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 like you know the um you know 
the power of communication because a lot of people don't know how to, you know, communicate correctly. With yeah. And stuff like that. So you learn that at an early age. Yeah. That's good. So like, okay, so like, as far as marketing goes, uh, most people think like marketing is like, oh man, they get marketing and advertising confused. Yeah. And it's like, nah, bro, marketing is literally like, I know this person is connected here, so if I can talk to that person and see what their community needs or their market needs, mm -hmm. and I know somebody over here that has this, yeah. I can bring this over here mm -hmm. and be the conduit to shift markets, so right. to speak. So for me, uh, I would see that, oh, also like when people would come in, something as simple as remembering people's names went very far. Or if I saw you getting out your car and I knew what you wanted already, having that ready so I can get that five, 10 minutes to talk to you to be like, yo, how's your day? How's your, how's your wife? How's your kids? So on and so forth. And then building a rapport with people. So it was like, I clock out of my shift and then people were like, yo man, what do you do outside of this? And I'm like, I shoot photography. I was like, oh, like, would you mind shooting my kids or whatever, whatever. So it was like, it leads to different things. Yeah, so it was like, my, my whole thing was like, my job is just my foundation and get capital for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But I got dreams outside of this. But even, even outside of needing capital, you still have to know people right. to, in order for that capital to mean anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just that. Yeah, I really agree with that. Like, yeah, that was a good segue on marketing. Uh, <laughs> is that right? <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, that's basically what marketing one on one. That was marketing one on one. You gotta pay for the other place. Okay? <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like you talked about like the concept of America and how that inspires you, just you know, just the backwardness yeah. of it, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. What do you what do you think about the current state as far as being an entrepreneur in America? Oh man. It's uh it's right. Perfect time. Yeah, it's right. Like you, you kind of don't have a choice yeah. in what to think. <laughs> like I think for a long time, uh, especially with like the job market, um, people think, oh, there's jobs opening up. It's like yeah, the technology's moving fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, like one of the things that's been on my mind lately is, uh, what is, how are we going to define work once certain jobs are automated? Absolutely. So, for instance, uh, my girlfriend's mom worked for. Like worked in the banking industry for a long time, and then she was responsible for taking like paper records and then transferring them to like digital files for like credit cards and whatnot. But it was like once you need papers no more, like that whole industry just stopped. So it was like I see the same thing happening now, and I'm just kind of like, yo, like where's the world headed? Because you have some people that once they get out of college and they start their jobs, like they just stop learning, and like you can't do that, like. You can get lost in the sauce, man. So, uh, as far as like the current state of being an entrepreneur, uh, I think being an I think everybody in some way is an entrepreneur, um, whether they want to realize it or not. Because like you kind of have to sell yourself to get a job, first and foremost. So like when you're sitting in front of your employer, you're, you're marketing yourself, and when an employer's like, well, "Why should I hire you?" It's like, well, what is your company? Instead of saying, well, I'm a hard worker, it's like, well, yeah, you're a hard worker. But they need somebody that tells people to work hard. Yeah, they probably heard the same thing. Yeah, they're like, work, you work hard. Yeah. Heard that. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a fast learner. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> what else? <laughs> That's all I had. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that today. Right. But if you know, like, oh man, uh, this is, uh, what's the company that died? Oh, uh, you say Circuit City. I remember. Yeah. Circuit City, man. Building 
eight to ten hours a day, fifty hours a week. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, Duh. I know that. Like, imagine that going to imagine going into work, sun up, coming out, sundown. Yeah. And then the world's just changed. Yeah. True. Like, like over yeah. So it's like I look at that and I'm just like, man, like setting milestones for myself has really helped me a lot. Like instead of being like, oh man, I want to be successful, having to define what success looks like to me right. has helped me a lot. So for some people, it's like, oh man, I just want to be financially stable. It's like, what is financially stable? It's not the same for everybody. So like having been like dead broke before, yeah. like I know what it. I know what it feels like to go without and live on a shoestring budget, and I'm not afraid of that. You know what I mean? Because I've learned to invest more into what I'm doing versus just kind of throw it away. Um, another thing is uh, failure happens to everybody. True. And um, I've never been one of those people that looks at people that fail and go, "Oh man, like." See if you would have did this, 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 and this. It's like no, it ain't the same for everybody. Man. Uh, certain principles are true. Yeah. Like you have to eat, so yeah. like you have to make enough to eat, but you get to decide what you eat. Yeah. You know, or I man, I gotta get to work. You can't really decide how much is gonna cost for transportation, but you can choose whether you have a car or you live near a train station. Like yeah. certain things you can't choose, yeah. but all of that has to do with. Setting your values and your priorities. Those goals, goals are very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't work for anybody. You work for yourself entirely. Yeah. By yourself. Um, a lot of people are scared to take that leap. You know, putting in a job. You, you think not actually working in a structured environment has um, helped you kind of, you know, go a little bit harder with what you're doing and stuff? Because, uh, you know, like, this is how I'm going to eat. Like, yeah. I'm not, I don't have a paycheck coming in every two weeks and commission check coming in. So a lot of people feel like, you know, when they quit their job, it kind of just puts a battery in the back and can go at 200. Uh, I would say this, like, my, my work life, I've lived like multiple different work lives. So it's like, I've had three jobs at one time. I've had two jobs in doing school. I've had no job and just kind of doing photography. And then I've had you know, several just kind of entrepreneurial things going on mm-hmm. or partnering with people that have something going on and I'm just supplementing that. So like I've had all these different things. Um, I think the biggest thing is uh, uh, life moves and rhythms. So it's like there will be probably times where you have to get a job so that you can survive and do what you want to do in the spare time just to kind of fund what you're doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, the whole idea is you get a job to fund your project and then you get right back on your project. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a pit stop. You know what right, I mean? Yeah. Like if you're going on this lap, like don't stay in the pit stop, like yeah. gas up and move on. Mm-hmm. I think some people get comfortable with the like you said, like the steady paycheck or whatnot. Right. But I my mother always taught me like don't live at your means, always live below your means. So it's like, if I know my expenses come up to a thousand, let's try to get it to eight. If my expenses are eight, let's try to get them down to six to seven and so on and so forth. Until like, it's just bare minimal. That way I can afford to not have to be in my job all the time. Right. You know, 
so a lot of that has to do with once again like just setting your internal values like okay uh i like to get a haircut maybe i need to rack up my own hair Mm, it's so risky for me. I've like, <laughs> tried it like a few times, man. Just uh, you know, it wasn't working out. <laughs> Maybe I got a rock control, man. You right, see, I got right. this going on right, right. Here. Like, yeah. Yo, man, like yo, you got that uh, that Jesus thing going yeah, on, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking like J Cole. Right, right, right. I mean, nah, yeah. got that nomad. Learn my lesson. I definitely <laughs> agree with that, though. Like you, you have to be willing to go without, like. I can't say when is the last time I bought some shoes for myself. Like yeah. I actually personally bought them unless they were like work shoes that I really needed. Yeah. Uh, just to fund my business, like yeah. and it's just like you said, it's basically funding yourself yeah. to feed your dream. You yeah. Know? And it doesn't happen overnight. And I think a lot of people get confused with that. Not at all. Definitely doesn't happen. And it doesn't happen if you go viral either because you no, can go viral. Not. You can go viral today and tomorrow you just yeah. Yep. So, um, what is your like? Since we're talking about you know overnight success, um, what is your outlook on like social media as far as what it feeds people? Because I feel like at times a lot of entrepreneurs they feel like they're they're not doing it right or they're they just it's not what they're trying to do is not worthy because of social media and the influences and the impact that social media does have even not just for kids even older people and sometimes you see them like competing just to be like oh yeah this i'm moving i'm doing this i'm working i'm doing this like you see me out here working like what what is your thought on that like what are your thoughts on that um yeah because i definitely want to know (laughs) that's a good question man uh I think when it comes to social media, um, numbers has really killed interaction with people. So like, and it's like easy to fudge numbers. Mm-hmm. So I think numbers lie. Like even though people say not. Numbers don't lie. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, so you said like you feel like some people feel like they're using it wrong. I think they are. I think we're using social media wrong where, you know, we may post something and then somebody may go, oh, that's really, really dope. And they're like, cool. It's like, bruh, like, engage with the person because you don't know what that may become, if anything, you know what I mean? So coming back to like the whole Jesus idea, like uh, the lady, uh, I think it was like some lady that was like, she, she was like bleeding for like years and years and years. And she had like, two pennies or two mites or whatever and she pushed her way through the crowd I was like oh man I was just I just touched this dude yeah. and you know he's like her faith was bigger than the people that had all the money and all the power so on and so forth because more often than not like it's usually people think it's like oh the person with the, all the numbers and all the success that's really like oh they really know what they're doing mm-hmm. and it's like nah it's the person that you don't see on social media that's really just kind of out here yeah. so they don't have time for social media yeah. Or like even when it comes to like so like like I said I love hip hop so like sometimes people will see somebody with a big fan base but none of that matters because when you go to their show it's like six people and it's like <laughs> what happened really yeah. like what, what's really good and then you see somebody with fifteen hundred you know followers or whatever but they got packed shows so it's like 
there's there's somewhere in the middle it's like social media is useful but only in so much as you're actually interacting with people in real life gotcha. you know what i mean so um for instance like i know you through posting my work yeah. so it's like social media was useful to get it to you cheaply but you still would have saw my work because even if it wasn't there i would have been posting it all the time mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i feel like uh for this upcoming generation who was just kind of raised in it like they know how to use it a bit better than previous generations but i think if you place value in anything superficial like it starts to kind of it, it takes a little bit of your humanity you know what i mean and you start judging yourself based on the numbers and the likes yeah. and so on and so forth and like it kill it starts to kill your creativity it especially like if you don't get enough likes but even more so if you get enough likes like you, i hear rappers all the time say or even gamblers like yo the worst day of my life was when i won and it's like well why is that because like when i won i kept chasing that high of winning and winning and then it's like i never got back to that high so i gave up everything else so it's like we see people that are like just doing anything they just kind of maintain this plateau which if instagram deletes then what yeah that's very true because (laughs) i find it hard when i go to places and i have been guilty of this uh you know myself as far as when i'm having a conversation with somebody and i'm like oh yeah what's your instagram you know and it's like no let's just have this conversation you know and let me get your numbers so maybe we can link up and you know let's talk about different things that we can do you know or just link up and eat and like chill like you said just like chill out and enjoy company and actually become friends and I, i feel like instagram is like I see a lot of people like they'll be like they'll meet somebody and they're like, oh, they only got like two hundred followers. I can't follow them, but it's like Bruh. it's not uh, really. No, that happened. To me. <laughs> <laughs> somebody looked at me. Somebody looked at me. Uh, sorry to go off topic real quick. Somebody looked at me. I, I remember when I first started um, popping places, and I asked somebody, you know, hey, um, you know, I'm Kwame. You know, this is what I do, and they said, okay, you know, we should Instagram. Look at my Instagram. I think I had like. Five followers at the time. They looked at me like, mm, okay, you know what I mean? I, How many places you pop in? Yeah, like, you know what I mean? I had five followers at the time. And, just, you kinda, and he kind of looked at me kind of weird, like, mm, okay, like, you know. So I can, you know, social media definitely influences this belief that you have a yeah. high status and it's really on. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. It's super dumb. Like, I've seen people, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks. But I've seen people, like, oh man, I'm a, uh, no, I can't post this one, I'm not posing right. No, I can't post this one, I got a red shirt on. I'm like, dog, you've literally been on your phone 45 minutes trying to figure out a caption. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's like, dog, like, that's crazy. as long as you spent on your phone just swiping, swiping yeah. it's like you're swiping your life away. So it's like, it's super dope, but just like with anything, like in moderation, and you see, where's your value? Of the tool, like it's just a tool, just like money. Like you got people that chase money their whole life, and then they never live their life. And it's like, what did you amass all of this for? You got all these followers. What did you amass all this for? Yeah, I was watching the episode. Speaking of like, you're just swiping your life away. 
was watching the episode of um, Little Witch Academy uh, <laughs> and like it was one episode where this professor came in and she was like the professor of improvement and literally like they had phones everybody in the town had phones but they were so into their phones that she was sucking their energy through their phones to the people it. like this Little Witch Academy yeah, to fuel their, um, to fuel this killer machine that she had that she was trying to release to get this special. <laughs> that's crazy. Thing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but it was like, that's really how people are. Yeah, like, yeah. Literally, like sitting on the train in the morning, I try to take the time on the train just to add to myself yeah. and looking, and everybody's on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, yeah. if somebody was just get on here with a gun and like. Man, take us man, out. Nobody man. would know. Man. Nobody would know because everybody's looking down. Yeah. So it's. Yeah. yeah. Mad people have carpal tunnel syndrome. When they, like yeah. two years <laughs> like, Remember that time you was doing your phone all that time? Yeah. Man, like, bite you, man. It's like 2017, bro. Like, yo. So I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if I had to tally up, if there was a way to tally up all the time we've spent on social media as a whole. We've probably lost like hell of years. Yeah. 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 I'm new to it. I've just been on social media for like a year. So. Ah, just get off. It don't matter. It don't matter. The no wave more. is over. <laughs> yeah, because like even on Twitter, like I was talking to um, somebody about Twitter and it was like, I remember when Twitter was just like going to class, yeah. about to eat lunch. You know, yeah, now it's yeah, just yeah. like. It's just too much. Yeah. Sometimes it's so exhausting to just even try to interact with people because it's, everything is an argument or yeah. it's and it's, crazy. it's odd too because in a way like I've it's weird like I've had people approach me in real life yeah. based off of them just seeing me online and I'm like yeah I'm a JJ nine six seven I'm like okay oh yeah <laughs> I liked your picture last week it's like. <laughs> bro, like, yeah, that means man. nothing to me. But what's up though? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like, what's good? Who are we? So on and so forth. Let's, yeah. let's sit. Let's chill. And then just building a real, genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, important. So, like, for me, like, using social media to just build actual relationships yeah. offline has been. I feel like that was the intended goal of social media, but you know, I, I would say for the masses, it's probably just like a ranking. Yeah. I'm here all it's gamified, you know what yeah. I mean? Like alright, I gotta get seven on it today. You know, yeah. order, <laughs> order to feel yeah. yeah. Um, Speaking of building like genuine uh, relationships off of social media, that's yeah. kinda how me That's how I think of it though. Yeah, because he inboxed me and I was like <laughs> I wasn't thinking like Jesus, I, but I was yeah, like, right. I don't know this dude. <laughs> but then I met him out, and he was like, oh, and then you know, I still yeah. wasn't really yeah, yeah, yeah. the conversation, but we ended up linking up. So that's like a but that's dope. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it is. Because like in a way, it's like dog. Like I would have never. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really like, and that. you recognize me based off of something you had seen yeah, that right. she made. Yeah. So it's like social media is dope, but just like with anything, it all depends on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Not like you said. Yeah. So, um, one thing I wanted to ask: um, Do you have any advice, you know, for anybody like up and coming entrepreneurs and stuff that 
you know, want to do creativity-wise, any advice um, to give to them, you know, this generation or whoever is creative? Any kind, whatever you want. Um, any kind. Um, don't die. Uh, <laughs> it don't it die. Be, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think uh, discipline is a uh, great word um, and a piece of advice to give to people. Yeah. Because um, it keeps you focused and laser sharp. Um, discipline and responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, those are the two things that will keep you in the game. Right. You know, like, it's not just about, yeah, I'm in the game, I'm in now. It's like, you want to stay you in the game because the longer you stay in, you start to compound your your wins essentially over right. time. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like the one guy that have you ever played? Uh, um, I'm about to show my age. Uh, you ever played Royal Rumble on Dreamcast? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. So so it's like <laughs> back for a second. <laughs> So it's like you got all the guys in the Royal Rumble and they're all fighting. Right. And it doesn't matter really who who they are because everybody's getting out the ring. Right. You just got to stay in the game. Right. You know what I mean? So to your point of people competing, which I think is just the nature of our country, because we believe that there's scarcity. Like in addition to marketing, I would say people should take an economics class. Yeah, because right? money is everywhere. Yeah. So it's like something as simple as you know, living in Atlanta and people are like, oh man, uh, I'm gonna move down here because this is where all the creatives are. And I'm like, or you can move over here where there's no creatives, right? Because there's no creatives. Very, very and there's a bunch of people that probably want what you got, but you would never know unless you're over there. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of feel like there's a bunch of big boats and small ponds. Mm-hmm. So nobody's, everybody's catching like little fish. I'm like, dog, like, there's more out there. Like, you're still thinking this side of Atlanta, but there's Atlanta, and then there's Greater Atlanta, and then there's Georgia mm-hmm. as a whole. So it's like thinking in terms of economics of like, yo, if there's this amount of jobs needed in this area, let me go where no one else is right. and spread out a little bit. And there, you'll probably find that there's just enough for everybody, you know. Um, so I would say uh, think system wide. I would say discipline, uh, responsibility. Like take responsibility for your wins and your losses. Um, like just own it. Like it's easy to kind of just yeah. live in. Well, I would be here if it wasn't for this. This is just like today's today, man. Yeah. So what you gonna do? So. Um, I would say that, and I would say uh, save your money. Would that be our mobile word of the week? Responsibility. Because Responsibility. I, yeah, I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can always flip it. Mm-hmm. You may not get what you put in it, but you can always get something from it. But it's right. as long as it's still being done. Yeah. You still, you know, if, as long as you're still working and yeah. you still, I feel like that's uh, why a lot of people don't continue with their businesses. Yeah. It's because it's not instant money, it's yeah. not instant gratification. I think that has part of to do with convenience yeah. of social media and everything yeah. else. It's like, yo, man, there's 700 million people on this app. And I'm like, how many do you know? 
Right. You know, right. taking responsibility to actually build relationships with yeah. people. Yeah, I found myself good in relationships. I really like it though. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like getting to know people and yeah. learning about them other than just what they do and just. Yeah, because there's more. There's more to the people, man. Like, yeah. yo, you like grilled cheese sandwiches <laughs> with the, with the, with the uh, crust off? Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like that too. It's like yeah. you never know what you're gonna connect with somebody over. Definitely yeah. gotta get to know people. That's important. Yeah. Like it's the same thing, like with business or just relationships in general. Like the longer you stay in it, yeah. the more you get out of it. Yeah. And the true. more you put into it, the more you get out of it. That's true. So, yeah. Well, Mr. James, I appreciate you sitting down with us with the Mobile Network podcast, yeah. man. It was a pleasure talking to you and learning a lot about you. Uh, what's, what's, what's next for you? Um, you know, what can we look forward to? Um, interested to see your growth, you know. I want people to see uh, what else I can do, like gotcha. music-wise. I look forward to it, bro. And uh, I want to write a book. Oh, yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, I'd be mean, happy. Best-seller. Hey, announce it right here. I'm going to put out a book. Appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're going to shake a lot of things. Like, I just have always seen that just getting to know you over the years. Yeah. Yeah. She's not making me smile. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was a pleasure talking to you, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a cut.